Welcome, survivors of the apocalypse. You've made it to the Z-Cast. On this episode, we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 9, Die, Zombie, Die Again. And once we get done, we got a little something special for you. Joining me in Z Nation tonight, we have... Susan. Andrianen. And I'm Brad, and we're glad to have you with us. Little disclaimer to start things off, Zcast is a fan podcast for Sci-Fi Z Nation. We're not affiliated with the network or show, we're just fans and we'd love to talk about us. As a result, we do not receive a paycheck for doing this, we just do it because we love us some zombies. If you love some zombies and like what we're doing here, go ahead and drop us a five-star review on whatever podcatching program you're using. Those reviews not only help us get noticed, but it helps get the show noticed as well. The more people who know about Z Nation, the better. So Susan, you got some contact information for us there? Yeah, uh, we want to know what you guys thought of the latest episode, or do you have a zombie-related question or concern? Drop us a voicemail at 470-30-ZCAST. That's 470-309-2278. Or go to the website, znationpodcast.com, and click Leave the Podcast a Voicemail on the right side. Hit record and then send it when you're done. You can also send us an email znationpodcast at gmail.com and join us on in our live tweets on Friday nights at Zcast fans and the Facebook group for Z Nation news and discussion facebook.com slash group slash Z Nation podcast. Awesome. Yes. Join us for the live tweets. The live tweets are so much fun. Yes. <laughs> Rihanna, you got a uh, synopsis for this episode? I do. So, separated from the group by the epic tsunami, Addie and Mac are surviving on their own in the zombie-infested world and hoping to rendezvous with the others. Addie's PTSD causes a serious rift between the couple as she struggles to handle it on her own. But soon, Addie's nightmares become a reality, and she must face the painful truth of her past. All right. So this episode was different than the rest it of was. it. It was. Mm-hmm. I don't know it, about everybody else out there. I was totally convinced that the water was the issue. <laughs> yeah, and I was buying that too until <laughs> until later. Just yeah. so much in there. I'm like, Matt keeps drinking the water. He's the only one drinking the water. Why is the water so prevalent? It's scare. He's this water. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because they had an abundance of water at the beginning of the episode. You know, the stream, he's filling up the water. And then like in the last episode, everyone was dying of thirst. Exactly. And that's the part that I was going with. No one had any water in the last one. But this one, it's like, eh, we're just wasting it away. <laughs> I, I I suspected it was PTSD related simply because the writers have have uh, gone to such lengths to uh, to show that, that Addie has PTSD issues. I mean, I think it started like in episode four or five when we started seeing her flashes, uh, her PTSD flashes. So I, I kind of anticipated it. And, oh, Susan, who was the writers of this one? Um, Dan Merchant and Carl Schaefer and Tim Andrew directed it. They did a good job. I, they did. A, they did. Uh, see, I suffer from PTSD. So I actually thought they did a really, really good job portraying it even if it was a dream dream thing i mean because when you have ptsd you do have very vivid dreams and you do have loop dreams that's one of the things you relive things over and over again in your sleep so that that makes makes sense sense. yeah yeah Mm because you're you're trying to work this thing out and there's Mm -hmm. you know you're stuck on that one event yeah so that's that's what was happening 
there was a few things. I did a big recap, by the way, um, with screenshots that I did with my own little fingers. <laughs> like, how do you do this? Let's see. Um, where I did a whole recap of it. You can go to rianafreder.com and look under my blog and you can see how I, I kind of dissected the episode. I even go back to previous episodes and talk about some of the PTSD-related moments that Addie had. So obviously the writers were building up to this episode. So I give them kudos again. But I do have to admit, Brad, I, I didn't think it was anything to do with the water. I thought for a minute that maybe because it's sci-fi channel, they said put in a sci-fi element and maybe he was stuck in some kind of groundhog loop. Uh-huh. I did think that for a period of time. I kept going back to Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow that came out with Tom Cruise. <laughs> yes. And especially at the point where he's like jumping off, where uh, Mac is jumping off. He's just, okay, a foot to the left. You know, <laughs> that was the whole, I was like, I've seen this before. <laughs> yeah. And he was learning from the previous yes. one. Don't do that. But- yeah, yeah, it's a little different. We've we've already got zombies. We don't want too many supernatural creatures in this. <laughs> I was relieved when it was all PTSD related, and I started suspecting it really was because when Mac was confronting the uh, the unkillable zombie, um, he was standing on the same catwalk that he and Addie had that argument about whether or not they should go with the group and whether or not Murphy was really the the cure. And 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 they even showed that flashback before the episode started, where Addie's like. You know, I want to do this. He says, well, what if it's not true? She says, I don't care. I choose to believe it's true, and I, I want it to be real. You know, kind of – that was kind of the moment where you could see that they had a – there was a bit of a schism developing between them because he was more than willing to leave, you know, uh, the group or not be part of the group. But she really wanted to be a part of getting Murphy to the doctors. Yeah, he was more than willing to leave the group two episodes ago. yeah. He, he, she's well. He said, you know, he said to her, "We've, you know, we've been together in this since the beginning." And I think when it really comes down to it, she's more emotionally invested in the rest of the group and in the mission than he is. I think he's mm-hmm. just emotionally invested in her, which translated into her dream as him being her protector. I mean, she. Uh, this is one of the things that I was trying to explain to to people um, with PTSD. You tend to disconnect from reality. And like with me, when I have uh, episodes um, where I'm really stressed and stuff, I might feel like I've unplugged from the world. And I'm still living my life, but I feel everything's on mute. It's all swathed in cotton. And in this episode, I thought that the fact that Mac is actually Addie's fears and trepidation, he in this whole episode, he's her protector. She's hiding behind him. Uh, so she can face the the, the gruesomeness of, of of her reality was really a neat way they showed that disassociation. Mm-hmm. So big kudos on that. So yeah, and then as it progressed, then you know she was working her way through it, and first it was just Mac, and then mm-hmm. it was both of them, and then finally it was just her. Yeah. In as we just jump all the way right to the end of this episode, <laughs> it was her. Well, everybody's and, seen the episode. It's okay. <laughs> and and as I'm watching this and going down, and I'm sure you caught on this also, Rihanna. Mm. But it was Night of the Living Dead going oh, downstairs. Totally. totally was. It was the whole. Was, <laughs> see, but. It was a beautiful, I, I, I thought it was really cool because it was a great homage to Night of the Living Dead. We had the bitten child. Right. We had the zombified mother. We had the swinging light bulb. It was, the only thing we didn't have was the trowel. And quite honestly, I was looking for 
But that's what I said. It was the, the way that scene was shot, and it was the whole thing oh, in this yeah. episode. I love the way everything was framed and yeah. shot in this. Everything had a purpose on it, and it was there, and it was just. That episode, that that part of the scene and the homage to to uh, Night of the Living Dead, I I loved it. The swinging light was, you know, oh, it was just yeah. it's the creepy factor right there, and the whole die. Why don't you die? Well, you don't stab him in the stomach. Everybody knows this now. Yeah, but that also leads up to the fact that okay, we know that was Addie's mother and her mm-hmm. brother, uh, mm-hmm. assuming, and mm-hmm. she said that she's been with Max since the beginning. Mm-hmm. She totally forgot all this. How long has how long had passed until she met Mac? You see, I'm curious about if Mac knew he she had killed her mother, but he just wasn't saying anything. Right. I mean, um, yeah. see, PTSD has a tendency; it gives you selective memory, and it will remove memory from you. And you are kind, like she says to Mac, you know, like she barely remembered the first few days; like it's a blur to her because that's her brain protecting her, and. The moment that she, I think that she got triggered was when they were staying at that cute little house at the electrified fence that had that great scene with Garnett and, and Roberta Warren when she was, like, killing the zombies that were being electrified on the fence. Yes, in South um, Illinois. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Addie and Mac had gone upstairs to goof around, and it was a narrow hallway with stairs. He opens the door, and there's an entire dead family in there. Then they go to the zombie free room and they start messing around and there's a flash of lightning and that's when she has her first epic uh, flashback where we see, you know, the snarling face, the the light bulb, you know, mm-hmm. and the knife. And so – and then if you look at the episodes, the other episodes where she had flashbacks, it's usually in a narrow space. Um, like she, she had a flashback when she went down into a basement. She had a flashback when they were in that hallway when all the zombies were coming and they were trapped um, and Z, what was it called? Resurrection Z, um, where they were trapped in that hallway and they couldn't get out because the door was locked. Um, she had a flashback then too. So, I mean, I think it's really cool that they kept all that, that consistent, you know? Well, it's good that she wasn't with the group, uh, last week in the morgue. Oh, oh yeah. God, yes. No way. <laughs> but yeah. I think, I think I remember, I, I don't remember which one of them saying it, but one of them, either Mac or Addie said that they were they had been together since the first night mhm so hmm. well they he said in the he's he said in like two episodes again remember when they got separated by the tsunami he said we've been together since the beginning the only commitment we have is to each other mhm so he probably knew i would assume that she'd killed her mother or at least knew that the mother and the brother were dead yeah but i guess he didn't know that it was still such a she still was having such a problem dealing with it well it would have been one of those probably finding her all bloody running down the road with a knife or something yeah like that. yeah, hey, yeah. You. probably hot chick probably. with me yeah <laughs> she is really beautiful that's for sure I'm taking you <laughs> i i have to say i really love the way they shot the scene where she finally gets over her fears and she stops being mac and and becomes herself and she goes to confront the zombie and she's walking she has the z whacker and she's twirling it what a great scene was mm-hmm. that. Yes. I mean, that was awesome. It was really neat. Because that was the moment where she, she's, she confronted her fears. And I just thought it was, it was, it was a really good episode. But it, at first, like at first viewing, some of the, my fans on my wall, on my Facebook wall were saying, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. But then they went back and watched it a second time. And they're like, oh, okay, got it. It that- was kind of like once you knew what you were looking at, the episode became better. 
Okay, I just wanted to mention one of the scenes that I saw and I loved, and we were talking about how this episode, the direction, the, the director of it, and how things were framed in it. Mm-hmm. When the episode starts off, finally the bike runs out of gas. <laughs> it's like I'd yes, say. You called that. Yes, and she was like, finally, Brad's right. The bike runs out of gas. I'm like, okay. So they're pushing it in, and, you know, it kind of zooms in, and then there's this praying mantis. The praying man is zombie is what I said first on Twitter. <laughs> he's yeah. just hanging on the branch there and he's not a real zombie. He's just a real praying man. So out of curiosity, <laughs> I posted on Twitter and Z nation. He goes, um, Craig Engler, he, he posted that he scouted at locations a few times and it's even creepier in real life, which I, I, I totally agree with him. That was a great set. Mm-hmm. So I responded back and said, location looks awesome. Was the praying mantis imported or already on set? And if anybody else was wondering, it's the praying mantis was a native. He was there. That's, you know, came back with that. <laughs> These are things I wanted to know. Cause that's what important. I thought was even cooler about that is somebody said, there's a praying mantis. He needs to be in the shot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a great shot too. It looked really cool. I really, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of the, the, the photography and stuff in this was really great, though. And that was one of the first setup shots of showing something close and something really far away, mm-hmm. giving a size variation, mm-hmm. like adding in big, gigantic zombie guy. Yeah. He was scary. <laughs> yes. Yes, he yeah. was scary. Let's see. What else do we have on this one? Are there things only Brad sees moments? Not really. I mean, we had some sound bites on there, but it, this one wasn't a sound was, bite episode. There was some. No. Actually, the one of the best sound bites that we had was this one, and it was right at the beginning. It's really beautiful. Can we just stay here, please? Beauty attracts trouble. You should know that. Yeah, that was a great line. And that was the start off of everything. Yeah. I wonder if that's Max's view of Addie, though, that she's beautiful and she's his trouble in a way. <laughs> well, I don't I, know. I wouldn't think so because they've, they've been keeping each other alive true. for three true. years. <laughs> that's true. I do like them as a couple. I think they, they work well together. Yeah. There's definitely a dynamic between the actor and the actress. Mm-hmm. And it definitely makes sense in the show, too, because anytime you're at anywhere that's nice and you feel safe, it's not safe. Oh, that's what you're <laughs> Right. That's why she had time to work out her PTSD. Right. Yes. Part-time pause. And like Murphy said, it's, it's totally, we have stress, everyday stress. Yeah. She just had hidden memory. Mm-hmm. And it was good to see that coming up. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, PTSD does have, it's, it's different with everybody. I mean, there's similarities, but um, that hers would be different with a repressed memory makes sense to me. I mean, there'd be other people who might just be like in, in you know, hyper awareness or, uh, you know, overly cautious. And then other people react differently where they have no impulse controls. They just rush into dangerous situations. And so it was kind of nice to see the repressed memory version of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what they they do with the rest of the characters, like what their development was going to 
be like because this is this was really this was a really good one. I really liked it. So especially with what they did with Murphy last week, I mean, mm-hmm. I I liked him, I hated him, mm-hmm. and then I liked him again. But you know, a little bit less than before. <laughs> oh, I liked him last week. He was he, he was reuniting families. <laughs> he was providing the bounty of his, prov- his, his spoils of war providing whatever. food right. for his peeps <laughs> yeah 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 sending zombies on their way <laughs> he's future king of the zombies i'm terrified yes, yes. one eyed king in the hold on, hold on, land of the blind in the land of the blind yes. one eyed king in the land of the blind uh, one other thing they had i sent out a tweet during the whole thing i was like Right at the end when Eddie was waking up and she badassed up and killed the big zombie and went downstairs Mm -hmm. and I, you know, sent out a tweet that said that Eddie was badassing up. And Tony uh, Becerra, who is uh, one of the assistant directors in the show, Mm -hmm. he tweeted me back. He goes, bro, she does that every morning. She does that waking up every morning. We just happen to tape it. And I really, (laughs) you know, it was one of those moments like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry for my behavior. I'm sorry for my behavior today. <laughs> He's got his eye on you, Brad. Yeah. yeah. It's, he gets me every yeah, week. It's it's just, it's, that was the whole thing. It's like, he's the one that told me not to notice the, you know, Canadian <laughs> zombie. Imagine. So I'm sitting here looking at everything, waiting for somebody to say, don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to send zombies to your house. It's, it's so much fun to have that interaction though with the yeah. cast and crew. Oh, when you get stuff like that, like the back, it's just awesome. Yeah. Well, it's 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 really cool to see the enthusiasm of the cast and the crew for the show, you know, because it's like the little show that nobody believed in, mm-hmm. you know, and now they have a second season, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And a third, and a fourth, and a fifth, and yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there, <laughs> one way or the other. One season at a time. It's exciting. I was so happy when when I heard about the second season because I really liked the show and there was a lot of people that were like, eh, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to go anywhere. And I was like, it's it's been really cool to see it catching on and people discovering it every week. I think it goes with the changes that sci-fi is going back to doing too. Is yeah. you know, going into that, moving from, because they had that little switch in how they were programming and they're going mm-hmm. back to it now. And there's just so many things coming up on that channel that I'm just like, Yes. <laughs> we're back it. to science fiction. We're back yes. to we're back to the genre stuff that's yes. been missing. So that's that's cool. And there will be another podcast that I'll be on that will be covering a lot of this other stuff. More on that to come. <laughs> but you just can't stop, dude. It's I drug. can. I have to the talk. It's just there. Do you have a podcast problem? I do. Do, you, do we have to have an intervention? Yes. And I really want a sure fifty five microphone like Sessensy has. Just <laughs> I will have one. <laughs> You want the Z Nation set up, you know? I do. Oh, yeah. With the big computers. That In the background? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one would ever see it, though. We don't do this on live video yet. Yeah. No, no, we're back to it. No. No, because <laughs> I'm in my pajamas, and I believe Susan is, too. I am. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here and ready for the zombie uprising. So I think that about covers everything on this yes. episode, right? <laughs> Well, well, we had some feedback from oh, uh, yeah, our give us Facebook feedback. group. Uh, first, Everard said uh, about the episode, I didn't like it. I think I get what they were trying to do, but it was just confusing and way too esoteric. Did anyone think it was Addie's dream? 
It's tough to do a suspenseful dream sequence that isn't telegraphed, but the audience needed some clues. It was like 40 minutes of the show. Plus, as it got to the end of the hour and kept restarting the dream sequence, I kept saying, please let this be the actual awakening. I give it a C minus, I'm afraid, especially since it was the same set as the refinery from a previous episode. I actually, he actually commented on my recap that I did, my extensive recap. Mm -hmm. And he said, because I pointed out the refinery was important because it was the same set where Mac and Addie started having their differences of opinion. And I thought that was an indication that it was a dream. So he wrote, uh, well, okay, then feel a little dumb for not having caught all that. But this show seemed a little more light and popcorn than that up to this point, which again is is the thing I think that Z Nation, a lot of people are coming to it thinking asylum, sci-fi, it's going to be cheesy. And then when they pull out an episode like this, I think it really threw people for a loop. And I don't think he was dumb at all. I just think that when you go in with an anticipation of something being different, you know, that it's going to be Doc lighting up a joint with, <laughs> with a zombie and an air shaft, I think an episode yeah. like this is throws him. And I think, I mean... Legitimately, I mean, if you're expecting one thing and you get another, I can see where that disconnect can happen. Yeah, and I know he's a, a fan of that other zombie show. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, my only my only thing that I can see with him on this, and this wasn't my favorite episode of the season yet, but yet I say yet because we haven't finished yet. I'll let you yeah. know when we finish. But I go with the fact that we just came from the previous episode with Citizen Z having his hallucinations. So maybe setting this one episode later, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's, and it kind of gives you, I don't know, I don't, it kind of has that weird feel that it could have been, they haven't met up with anybody, so it could have been another one. In IMDb, they actually have it set up as this was, the episode we were supposed to watch on Friday was going nuclear. And then this episode comes in, like, would mm-hmm. be coming up this week. So maybe they switched them. Right. Maybe they switched them. I think it would have done better with a break in between the two, personally. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a little bit too much dream sequencing going on. But My opinion is it's better on a second viewing. Right. Uh, because I think the fact that we weren't... I think again they they keep surprising us because we 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 set the bar so low for Z Nation that when they keep clearing it so effortlessly we've been raising it just a little bit and again they just flew over that bar of expectation with this one they really pulled something off here that I thought was really intricate writing and uh I think it's a better at a second viewing when you you kind of understand what's going on and you're not going oh well this is going to be some stupid sci-fi explanation you know mm-hmm. when it really goes into being actually about repressed memory i think it changes the feel the tone the look everything yeah. about it yeah, that's like, that's my I like personal that they opinion. did that you know presented something presented that serious subject and yes. and maybe we did need to have it one episode further in you know like after the next one so right. i don't know I, it, it worked for me but then again i'm 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 predisposed to a pre whenever anybody does ptsd well i'm so impressed because i've suffered it for for from it my entire since my childhood so i mean i'm always impressed when somebody does it right you know? I, I just know when i was looking on twitter when we were doing the live tweets and stuff like that seeing some of the other comments from people who were like didn't we just do this last week 
Yeah, yeah. So that's I where I think criti- I, that's a legitimate criticism, though. Right. So that's I think we could have had a separation a little bit, and it would have mm-hmm. been fine, especially if they're not going to meet up with him for a while. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what it sounds like because they have no idea where anybody went to. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did say something about Z that they're heading for what they think is a rendezvous spot, and they're hoping to talk to Z. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, some I, communication. Yeah. <laughs> what other feedback we got? Uh, from Bernadette. Um, I love the twist of the dream that he was the only one worrying about her when she didn't even realize she was having problems. It's nice that they made the plots more complex. Uh, this episode had a creepy nightmare on Elm Street vibe. And that freaking big ass zombie scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we're all with you on that one, Bernadette. Yeah, I, I agree with her totally. And it did have a creepy Nightmare on Elm Street type thing. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. It did, yeah. definitely. Uh, we had a voicemail come in, too, from uh, Miss Courtney. Let me go ahead and play that one here for us. Right. Hey, guys, it's Court. Just calling with my thoughts on last night's episode. It was really great to actually get to see Addie and Mac last night. I did miss them over the past couple of episodes. Um, a lot happened. I was glad they finally went ahead and gave some light on Addie's flashbacks that she'd been having. And we had that whole Groundhog Day kind of episode. And it was really kind of cool. I love it when episodes or when TV shows go ahead and try that mechanism for storytelling. It's interesting and it paid off so well. It took a while, but I did figure out that it was actually Addie having the dream instead of Mac. Um, and the whole thing with her mom, like, that was insane, but, like, really great. Because, like, when you think of this, if all that would, you know, if all that really came to pass and there was a zombie apocalypse, um, you know, your first instinct is to stab, 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 not stab for the head. Of course, you know, in the age that we live in, where we all know the zombie rules, <laughs> she should have gone for the head first. Or maybe after the first 15 times she tried to stab her. But, of course, she's not thinking clearly. It's her mom, and I guess that was her little brother had been bitten or whatever. Um, But all in all, I thought it was a pretty great episode. And I can't wait to see them join up with the main group again. Um, I do like those two characters. I felt a little bad for Mac at the top of the episode when she was talking about, well, all we have is, you know, killing zombies and sex. Like, where do we go from here? Because that's a good question. You know, what do we have to build on? But I I like them. I like them as a couple. So I hope uh, I hope they make it to California in uh, to decision Z. Um, what else? Um, I did miss the main group just a little, just a little, because there was so much going on in that episode last night. Um, that episode with uh, last week with Murphy, I didn't get to call you guys on that one. Uh, his character, I go back and forth on him, whether or not I, I like the character, but he's not a good guy. Like, just when he does something <laughs> great, he does something else that takes it like 10 steps to the left. Um like when he let the zombie chow down on the, the mother and daughter. Um, you see, he could have taken off and left the main group. And, you know, the zombies won't really mess with him. And I don't think it's so much about the group getting him to California anymore. It's like he has some weird twisted loyalty to them now, I think. So um can't wait to see more episodes. And I uh, can't wait to hear the podcast. So talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right. Thank Maybe you very much, dear Courtney. Ah. Yeah, she also posted a message on the, on the group, too. 
And I'll just yeah, I'll just summarize down to <laughs> which she kind of covered a lot of that in the voicemail yeah. about missing him. And I had and she was with me. She thought there was something in the beginning about the water. <laughs> See, and the water thing just I just thought it was I was my brain was so not there with the water. I was just thinking, wow, they have so much water and the other group is like dying of thirst. <laughs> that was where I was at too. It was I the was whole like, fact it was, was like, you know you think about the water. It's all hit or miss. Do we have any other feedback there, guys? I just, in general, from my wall and just from the fandom, there was initially just people were a little like, what? And then they went back and watched it a second time. And then when I put my recap up on uh, my my blog at rianinfrader.com, I I had more feedback coming in um, via Facebook and stuff where people were like, oh, yeah, I missed that. And you're right. And so I think this is... This was a uh, one of those episodes that may do better on a second viewing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Bernadette had a question that was more for like a general zombie question about um, animals. So, is anyone else freaked out that animals can become zombies? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> totally. they're not safe. <laughs> so I said zombie praying mantis. Right, and we, we had the she, zombie she snake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go she ahead. She mentioned uh, cornfields swarming with mice. Uh huh. I mean, See, how could you possibly fight them? See, my question would be like, would it be as prevalent in the animal kingdom as it would in the in with humans? Was it is it going to be like with humans? If the humans die, as they come back, are the animals the same way, or is it transferred differently? There's, I guess. It's there's be, a, there has to be a transfer differently or else they would all be dead <laughs> because yeah. they're cruising through the Midwest. And like Bernadette says, the mice in the cornfields and the squirrels, the squirrels will kill you. Oh, damn squirrels. The damn and, squirrels and will squirrels. kill you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Squirrels are and good. since it's in the animals. Okay. <laughs> Here you go. Susan's brain. Um, so if you have mosquitoes, if they bite an infected animal or some person who maybe has just turned or something and then a healthy person or animal does that transfer the virus and change that individual into so now so now we're just west nile virusing it right yeah the west zombie virus going on ebola zombie virus well i think that they've they've, the rules that they've stuck to are kind of the romero rules that if you die you come back but if you get bitten you turn faster. But luckily we don't know why everybody's turned in the start, the start with. The only thing yeah. that we know is that her mother turned for some reason. Mm-hmm. We don't know why, but she came back. There you go. We'll just, well, her to... mother was also in a nightgown in a bathrobe. So right. was she ill and did she die in her sleep? But they were you downstairs know. in the basement. So right. Just... Were they hiding in the basement? So there's, there's more going on there right. than, Maybe one day we'll find out more. I actually, I don't want to know why it all started. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I always kind of get disappointed with sometimes when they throw in like, oh, they find this scientist who, well, in this case, it makes sense because they're actually trying to get Murphy to scientist. But like in books and movies and stuff where they find the random scientist who tells them everything about how the Zompocalypse started, because most of the people at ground zero of the starting of something like this would be dead. So how Mm -hmm. would you know how it happened exactly yeah so i'm worried about the animals turning um dogs turning yeah two out of my three dogs i really wouldn't be worried about (laughs) 
<laughs> um, if Kinsey turns into a zombie dog, Aww. I am totally screwed. <laughs> Just because. Unless she retains some of her memory and is protective of you guys. Yes, I'll have a big, gigantic, uh, you know, 60-pound dog laying on my lap who's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> Snoring. <laughs> She'd be like, I don't have the energy to bite you. Now, what? granted, if they don't turn, I would totally have her with me because she's going to scare off anybody that comes near me. Absolutely. I do know that my 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 little Chihuahua will let me die, though. I've already <laughs> – we we have these epic zombie marathons on the 26th of December, the day after Christmas, where we all watch like a marathon of zombie movies. And, and my little Chihuahua, we look over, and he's sitting there staring at the TV, shaking violently. <laughs> so, so he has his little bed, right, his little um, – little uh cube bed right and so my husband pretended to come up and be a zombie and bite me and i said kingsley save me save mama and he just looked at me like oh shit and dove into his bed (laughs) i pressed his face to the corner of the bed like i'm not gonna look it'll be over soon so yeah my dog's not gonna protect me i'm gone (laughs) no i have one of those evil mean uh pity bull mixes so you know Ah, if you ever see a picture she's the biggest baby in the world but most pit bulls are she's a lover (laughs) every pit bull i've ever met has been like they have no clue how big they are they all think they're puppy that's pretty much the problem that we have with her she's yeah (laughs) that's why she's in training and she's going to become a therapy dog and everything else she she needs to realize how big she is okay we have (laughs) passed on from everything else that we were talking about squirrel is that the end of the uh, uh, comments that we got? That's it. That's it. Okay, everybody. Like I said before, at the beginning of the show, we had a little something special for you. So joining us tonight, a uh, little question and answer thing we got going on here. We have Addie herself, Anastasia Barnova. Hi. Hello. Glad to have you on the Zcast. We are so excited to have you. So happy to be here, you guys. Um, we had a ton of people asking questions, so we got some of the best ones to ask you. And I'm going to start off with the really weird one because yes. I was double dog dared. <laughs> and it's from Joe. Joe wants to know, are you single and do you like creepy old guys? <laughs> I think he's the, talking about himself. <laughs> I, w- I would only hope so. Um, the answer to both of those questions is nope. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer, Joe. But then he said to follow up and tell you that you're a damn good actress and that he enjoys your work. Oh, man. I appreciate all of that. I really actually do appreciate it all. So, great. Yeah, I, I thought that was a funny – ask her if she's single. Okay. Um, and then I, I, um, I had a, a question uh, come in from Crystal from Twitter, who's a huge fan of yours. And she wanted to know, how did you prepare for such an emotionally gut-wrenching performance in the last episode? Oh, geez. Um, well, having Michael for the whole journey with me was, uh, was a big part of it. Um, he really – I, I don't know. Have reached out to him yet, but he's like one of the nicest human beings alive on planet Earth, um, and like one of the most giving actors ever. So it was really over the course of however many months creating that relationship with him that really supported me in feeling safe and also having someone and something real to connect to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I called my mom after that scene. <laughs> I was like, mommy, I love you. 
<laughs> that was a tough scene to watch. Ooh, I can only imagine what it was like, uh, um, you know, performing it. But you did a great job. Okay. And that's one of the things that we liked about that, too, is, is the chemistry that you all have on screen. It mm-hmm. just really helps bring it home. And yeah, it, it makes us care. It makes us care. Yes, it does. Uh, that's good to know. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, yeah, he's really just one of the best people I've ever met and getting to go on this whole journey with him um, was really great because, you know, obviously it's work and it's not, quote unquote, real. But in order for it to happen, you relive it. I mean, you live truthfully under imaginary circumstances. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he and I, that whole episode, he and I were just kind of like, we would do the work, we'd give each other some space, drop each other in, give each other some space. And mm-hmm. everybody was really wonderful um, on the crew as well, because we'd, you know, gotten to know everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they would all know when we were like in something that if we'd like made a sex joke, we'd lose it. So everyone's like, okay, we're going to hold, hold, <laughs> hold, cut. Oh my God. So how about them bananas? And then <laughs> we get back to like regular business. Um, but yeah, it, it's real. I mean, I, I, yeah, I love him so much. So it's definitely, the love is real. That's awesome. Yeah. So we had a uh, we had a question on here from uh, Courtney that was in our group here. She said, uh, "How heavy is the Z Whacker? Is it really pointy and dangerous as it looks?" <laughs> and also, <laughs> Buffy had her Mister Pointy. Does Addie have a pet name for her weapon of choice besides Z Whacker? Oh my goodness! Um, it well, so there are two versions of it and three physical items. There's one real one that's the aluminum bat with the metal, and then there are two rubber ones. And uh, yeah, the real one is it's got it's totally got weight to it um and it is super super technically dangerous um zero accidents throughout (laughs) the entire process i was very proud of myself because on um day one the first scene we filmed was us like bartering and getting the z-whacker that was like the top of the show um and i pick it up and i'm swinging and i'm having fun and literally our um our stunts guy alex put a padlock on it (laughs) <laughs> in the middle of the day and it was a joke throughout the whole season like is it real maybe you know <laughs> yeah they didn't but hey i didn't kill anybody unintentionally so, so does Addie have a special name for that um or not just yet thing that saves my life and don't you look at it mine? <laughs> do not touch its name is mine <laughs> excellent um, another of our Facebook fans, Everard, he had a question about the physical training that you guys do. Do you do any for the action scenes? Or they he said they all seem quite physical or are they all uh, stunt people who do those? No, it's it's a pretty good combination. Obviously, you know, our stunt team is, is amazing. They, they did a lot of the stuff. But, yeah, Kalita was training over the weekends. Um you know, if I had something coming up, I would, you know, kind of spend some time with the guys and figure out the logistics of it. But um, truth be told, a lot of that was just kind of us, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool because at one point Mike and I were like, why are we so well prepared for the zombie apocalypse? Like, <laughs> how has our current life experience of growing up in the valley prepared us for this? Okie dokes. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice surprise, huh? <laughs> right? I was like, oh, well, at least I can do that. Yeah, there's a lot of running on the show, a lot of running, a lot of mm. fighting. But yeah, our stunt guys were super great, making it look seamless. 
people. Well, who was the uh, the stunt guy who was it? A stunt guy who played the big zombie in this episode? No, no, no. That he's an actor. He's oh, he's, okay. he's a real actor. Yeah. I mean, I think he probably does. I yeah, I think he does some you know specific stunt work. But no, yeah, he's a super talented guy across the board. He was terrifying. He, he was, was so bad. really scary. Wasn't he amazing? <laughs> he was so good. He's like one of my favorite zombies of all time because he was completely and utterly terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> and he had so much, like you could really, I don't know, you just got the vibe, you got the sense of him. And the craziest part was when I got back to LA, I was out um, in Hollywood one night and I turned and I saw his profile and I was like, that looks a lot, but nah, come on. <laughs> and then he turned around and I looked at his back and I was like, no, it's him. I know that back. <laughs> I know that back. And, it, and it, yeah, it was John and it was so cool. We ran into each other the one night I went out. <laughs> He's really, he was really a great zombie and, and I hope he listens to this and hears this because you know, I'm kind of jaded because I write in the zombie genre. So, sure. but he really scared me. And um, I do have a question for you um, related to zombies. Um, Aaron wants to know: Did you like zombies before you were on the show? I'd never seen a zombie anything in my life. Um, I can't watch previews for scary movies. <laughs> so when they actually called, I was like, oh. I don't, um, <laughs> I don't like that stuff. <laughs> I don't do that. So, um, yeah, I, I, not that I didn't like it. I just get my imagination is like a green mm-hmm. screen basically. Mm-hmm. And so like anything, you give me the littlest thing and then I, I see a whole. Mm-hmm. That's so, a right thing too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are you freaked out by the zombie extras? Luckily, no. And that was like the good thing because then, you know, I know that they're all humans and mm-hmm. I watched them become zombies earlier that day in the makeup trailer, you know, mm-hmm. trailer. So, um, but, but there's definitely like our, our like special effects people um, and our makeup effects are like, ri- like ridiculously obnoxiously talented. Mm-hmm. So it, there were definitely times where I was like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I know that this, it's not real. Oof. So what scene freaked you out? I mean, I was really freaked out by the one in, uh, was it Philly Feast? The, the, it was like the pantry of the cannibals. Did that freak you out? Because that would have freaked me out. Oh, my God. That was like the worst day of my life. Oh, was it? Oh, oh my God. It was so bad. It was scary on the show. And these, I don't know how much language I can use on the program, but these bastards. Go for it. So, get this. <laughs> these sons of bitches. We're doing the thing, right? And the the way that it was set up, it was like we found some area where there was like two tunnels and so one was like their you know their home and then the second was like a separate tunnel where they had the storage of the humans <laughs> and it was just it was like some like tarp over the the front and then you would like move the tarp and then you would go in and like our you know again our, our prop department like went to town and just <laughs> every like disgusting tool blood everything and then you would like move some you know then there's like some more tarp and there's like a red light bulb in there and then you look and there's you know humans tied up they're obviously standing on things but doing the whole thing mummified whatever and i'd literally i'd go in and i was so freaking freaked out and then the next i'm trying to think was it that day yeah it was the day that we were filming it somebody thought they would be real smart and try and scare me and so <laughs> i go behind the first tarp 
I'm getting, and we should have been rolling. We weren't. I go inside behind the first tarp, and all of a sudden, I just hear somebody go like, oh, and I book it. I <laughs> literally, like a bat out of hell, like, <laughs> just running out, and everybody was laughing, and I cursed them all to 17 <laughs> kinds of hell. Um, it was so fucked. I mean, who does that? Who does that to somebody you work with? Come on. Brad, Brad would do that. I would not do that. It was so bad. bad. I was so, I was not a lady in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Which only makes you more endearing to the crew that listens to this show, I'm sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Don't, that's not cool. I'll kick a kid. Like, I don't, it's really, I don't do well with that. Like, I don't get well with like being spooked or whatever, because my Uh body just goes into like an automatic, like death attack from so yeah man it's not cool so you're saying you would not go in to uh, give mercy to the zombie baby uh, <laughs> that was extra creepy <laughs> yeah we that gave was Harold that one that I mean, scene i would be just like shut the door it's i'm leaving i gotta go <laughs> walk away walk gotta away. go <laughs> gotta go <sighs> uh, that was Addie has had some great zombie kills, though. Mm-hmm. So, do you yeah. have a favorite? Oh, Ad- oh, Adam was actually asking that on Facebook. I just realized that. Adam, you're such a brilliant man. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean this this episode definitely. I, I that's got to be it. The like mm-hmm. the walk up because the whole time, all season long, like I would play with it and I would spin it and swing it the way that I did, mm-hmm. and I'd always looked for the opportunity to like. To use it, but usually there isn't as much time because they're like coming out of nowhere. And here I had this long walk and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> and so that one was definitely the most like badass like swing. swing oh, I swing. love that. <laughs> I have to, I love that scene, uh, how you were swinging it and walking it because oh. this whole entire time in that episode, they set it up so the big bad zombie was you were always looking up at him because he's really mm-hmm. tall. So you walking, the character walking up, spinning the vat, it just I, it just oh. made the scene for me. I, was, I loved it. So cool. It was really a cool yes. moment. It was like girl power too. You know, yes. Oh, I feel like that's our whole show. Like yeah. if you look at it, really, the girls, because like obviously, you know, there's 10K, but, you know, he does this thing from afar. Russell just kills everybody to death. <laughs> And you know what I mean? And like Keith just runs around like a pretty boy. So I'm special. He doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? So we had yes. Garnett, but then otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, Max shoots, you know, he fights, but it's like one dude and three girls. Yeah. Yeah. The women are amazing on the show. And and we were really like, uh, Garnett's death shocked the hell out of everybody. Oh, I know. <laughs> we're just like, mm. oh. And then we got really, now we're all paranoid after that point. You do. <laughs> Right? right. Anyone we're, can go at any time. Yeah. So we're just <laughs> no completely one's paranoid. How is it to, I mean, cause in this, in this last episode, both you and Michael portrayed deaths of your char- kind of quote unquote deaths of mm-hmm. your characters in the dream sequence. Did that freak you out a little or was it fun? I mean, it's always fun. Cause it's like all season long, we've been watching um, people die and it's <laughs> like, Oh, now you get in and, and one version of the script. They had me turn. That like she gets bitten and then turns, oh. and I screen capped that part of the script and like sent it to the you know our makeup artist. I was like, finally, and then it got cut, and then I was. Uh, oh, uh-huh. I want deleted you signs. Would've, <laughs> you would have made but, a beautiful zombie. Right. But, yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. It would it would have been a good time. Um, so yeah, it definitely 
definitely really cool to to play it out and to do like the epic death thing. Yes. <laughs> Susan, did you have one? Um, yeah. Do you have a uh, favorite episode so far? This is from Lance on Facebook. That's a hard question for us too. You know, and it's so funny because at the end of the season, we were all, we all went to dinner and I was like, guys, what was everybody's, you know, favorite part? And it was like, well, favorite part in the story, favorite part as an actor, favorite part for your character, favorite part for like, you know, of the whole thing. I think number seven, um, the, the gun show. Oh yeah. Because that kind of hit it across, like shooting it. I got to ride on the back of a motorcycle for three days. I had the, you know, the cool, the helmet and the goggles. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was a cool look. I, I have to um, say as a motorcycle rider, I'm really happy that y'all had helmets on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm like, it's the worst thing ever. You're the zombie apocalypse without a helmet. You fall down you get a concussion. You're done. You're a zombie. You're done. You're done. You're done. It's so funny. Sometimes we wear seatbelts too. And then we laugh. We're like, why? Well, okay. <laughs> I guess it makes sense now more than ever. Um, yeah, I'd say number seven. That was super fun to shoot. Really cool look. Mike and I have like we have that heart, you know, that like serious scene of like, oh, yeah. yeah, no, 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 we're not leaving them. Who? What? Get out of here. Um, and then you know, for Kalita, such a good episode. The love story for Natty. Morphe yeah. goes places. So yeah, number seven. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I, Dan on Facebook had a question. Um, he said he wanted to know: Did you know the direction the show would take? Since uh, it, did you think it was going to be typical asylum fare? Because you know, asylum's known for like you know mm-hmm. Sharknado. But did you right. know that it was going to that Z Nation was actually going to be a far more serious entity? I mean, like it's 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 got a sense of fun, but it, it has gravitas to it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we all did, and we. Yeah, we all went in being like, we're not, we're doing something different mm-hmm. than what, you know, like there, you know, Asylum's growing, right? We're all growing and, you know, stepping into mm-hmm. kind of new stuff. And I think that's why they brought in the people that they brought in, like, the, for the most part, we're all relatively, like, quote unquote, serious actors. You yeah. Know? That's like a stupid word. But, you know, obviously, Kalita's got comedic background, but, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's been acting for at least 10 years, if not 15, and, you know, up till 20 and 30. So, um, yeah, I definitely knew that it was going to be on a different level, but have the fun mm-hmm. and the action and the kind of classic campy gore, mm-hmm. blood and guts and, you know, the, the fun stuff and the fights and all that. <laughs> That's what I think is so great about um, the show is the fact that it is it does bring fun back to zombies, which sounds so weird, but, you know, it's true. I, I mean, mm-hmm. That's true. you know, it, it it's like when, you know, um, Mac and Addie taking out a zombie with the egg beater, you know? <laughs> just... Oh my God, right? <laughs> right? And that was a really a tough one. Actually shooting that one, I it was written that she like falls down and throws up and because we shot that whole thing and like that was, I think what they ended up using was maybe the first or the second take, but I think we only did three and like all three of us, Julian, Mike and I like going in, were like pumping ourselves up. So we ran in, like we fought, like Jules went hard. We fought and we had to wrestle him down. And then I grabbed the thing. I'm really doing the thing. (laughs) I drop it. And I was actually like so much came up for me. I wanted to cry and scream and throw up because again, it's like to do it, you got to live it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was really like, oh my God. (laughs) 
that, I think that was the episode that really just struck me. It, it, when we started off, I was kind of like, okay, it's on sci-fi. Let's give, you never, it's mm-hmm. something to hit or miss, and we'll sure, see how it works. Yeah. And I was just sucked in with it, and I loved it, and we were watching it. And as it got farther along, we had that episode where Garnett dies, and I'm like, okay, I need to do a podcast on this one. <laughs> And the funny thing is, is I was like almost getting ready to retire from podcasting for a while because I've been doing a podcast for the last six and a half years on this uh, show that you were next to on, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, I was in it. Yes. I was in it. Yeah, we <laughs> Susan found that out, and I'm like, oh, yeah. So I was really in it. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that podcast. I've been doing Watchers Anarchy podcast for six and a half years. So I'm like, oh, the season, the show's finally ending. I'm done. Nope, I'm gonna start up another one right now. Sorry, <laughs> just when you thought, but it's, you were safe. It's kind of funny though because the this shows so are so fun. total polar opposites. I just love doing yeah. the show. It's just one. It's so much fun to talk about it. He uh, he was like. Like, yeah, I think I'm gonna do a Z Nation podcast. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> he didn't say he didn't say volunteers, no. anybody interested. I'm just like, I'm in, dude. I'm enrolled. In <laughs> I, one of the things that I love about the show too is how how y'all communicate with everybody on Twitter. <gasps> oh yeah. The, it's embracing people. <laughs> just it's so much of a change from a lot of shows that just you don't really hear from people, but you know. <laughs> Oh, man, I think that's one of the, well, to have the ability to do that, I mean, that's obviously such a win-win for everybody. Like, I imagine, you know what I mean? If if that was around, like, when I was watching something, like, as a, as a kid or as a teenager, to, like, actually possibly reach out to whoever was doing it and ask them questions and just be like, hi. Um, and then on our end, you know, because that was the whole thing. Like, we did it. We filmed the whole show before seeing any of it. So we had no idea what it would we were flying blind and just doing mm-hmm. our best and just being like, I'm going to do the best I can. And hopefully people like it. Hopefully it resonates. And so to hear from people like, Hey, I really like what you guys are up to. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah, man, it's, I mean, it's as much for us as, as it is for, for the fans. John on my uh, author page actually said that he follows you on Twitter and you, he mm. says you are really nice and you seem to enjoy <laughs> interacting with the fans and that he's really looking forward to hearing the podcast. So, Aww. So even, Hi, you know, Josh. he didn't ask a question, but he made a comment that you're very nice, and he really appreciated that. So I appreciate and, and, you, John. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, I, I remember when Z Nation started, um, I watched the first episode, and I, I went on my, my wall, and I was just like, I told all my fans, you have to watch the show. And mm-hmm. some of them were reluctant because they were thinking, you know, Sharknado mm-hmm. or whatever. And I, I just kept telling them, you know, you really need to watch it. So I've gotten a bunch of converts to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Bring, <laughs> them, they, bring them to and our they, side. And, they, and they, they really love the show and they, they discuss it with me and stuff. And, and um, I think the one that everybody um, really um, – I think the turning point for a lot of us where we went, okay, this is the, this show has found its footing was, was Philly Feast. And what I liked about it um, was the moment at the end of the episode where you comforted, where Addie comforted Cassandra, where yeah. the women stood up and rescued the other woman because women mm. in this genre do not always get the best treatment. And that was such a great empowering moment. And I yeah. just want to thank you guys for portraying females in a very positive light in this apocalypse. Oh man, that's that's one of the the biggest things that you know. It's like you don't get Kalita Smith to come do your show if it's anything other than, you know, up to par with Kalita. Yeah. 
Um, that's like you get royalty on the program. You you treated as such. Um, and yeah, we're we're super lucky. Like Carl, our showrunner Craig, Dan. I mean everybody, Jen. We actually um, the eleventh episode is written, directed, and essentially like led by women. Awesome. Like it's all all women, and um, yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a strong sense of well, I, I don't know. It's three years into the apocalypse. There's just no space for sexism or racism mm-hmm. or anything for that matter. It's mm-hmm. like you have an issue. Okay, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> there's just no the context just does not allow it. Zombies humanize people. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, the, the three years in, all that stuff should be out the door. We don't have any problems. You're alive. That's what matters. You made it this far. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the the only thing, and this is you know things only Susan sees. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! Three. Is that is that an official segment? Can it be, please? <laughs> Brad Susan, has please. things only Brad sees, and Susan's going to have hers. Yeah. I see. I, I've had mine, I and I've been told by a, um, a couple people to not look at things on TV. <laughs> <I'm saying that. laughs> Keep your opinions to yourself. Is, Thank you. And it's also about the the women of the show. Yeah. Um, how do they have such amazing hair? <laughs> well, you see. <laughs> Is there like a secret salon or something that yeah. you guys go to like three years into the zombie apocalypse? You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called uh, the hair and makeup trailer. <laughs> and there's one conveniently located at every location we shoot. It's unbelievable. They are there every morning, bright and early. Um, <laughs> I'll leave it zombies. They're just so, so into it. They're like, yeah, we're undead, but we'll do your hair. Yeah, that's we, it. We actually I mean, had a whole segment about this last week when we were podcasting. We, really did. we, were we did about it. Brad's going to shave his head. I'm worrying. Um, I'm going to put because I have Italian hair, so it's all crazy. I'm going to French braid my hair, and I'm going to cut my hair short. Yes. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate that. I can't find my green tea shampoo. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> See, I love Addie's dreads with all the little coins and stuff, and uh, the little. Oh, aren't they the coolest? Yeah, I just I love it. I think it's great. And Brad's like, wait till those zombie grabs a hold of it. I go, she will whack it. <laughs> Come on. Have you not seen the program? <laughs> Did you not see the first scene? I don't even need to look. Actually, the, 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 my eyes. the dreads that you have on there is in this last episode, that was one of the things that, you know, I'm not sure everybody caught on to, but I caught on to it right away. But it was when we have the flashback, you you have no dreads. Cause, yeah. You know, because you had shampoo and showers at that point. Uh-huh. Yeah, and luxury. <laughs> it was just one of those scenes in that whole downstairs Night of the Living Dead thing that we just so loved. Oh, it was so mm. good. And, and, and the thing that I liked about that scene, too, is that we got to see Addie before, like with the mm-hmm. regular hair, regular outfit, yeah. you know, innocent, mm-hmm. has never killed a zombie, has no, like, like, Addie said she didn't know how to give mercy, yep. you know, and, and that was just such an intense scene to see Addie that vulnerable because in my head, Addie's such a badass that, mm-hmm. you know, so that was really cool seeing that. And I did have a question because, as I said, I suffer from PTSD myself mm. and you did, you, you did a great job. I mean, you, I mean, even the scene where Mac is talking to Addie, uh, you had Addie not looking directly at him. That's a PTSD thing. I don't know if you knew that or if you just channeled that energy or what, but that was really great because I tend to do that too. I can't look directly at somebody during confrontations like that. But um, did they warn you about the PTSD storyline? Did they tell you what was coming? 
Yeah, when when I first got the show, uh, Carl called. He he called everybody and you know basically kind of grounded them on here's who, who the character is, here's where they're going, um, and he he told me that essentially there was that arc that it was building up to uh, repressed memories surfacing, and that in in her mind it would get kind of rewired to where she thought it was Mac and da da da, mm-hmm. and then you know would realize that it was actually her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's I sort of, I'd been anticipating that. Like when you were asking, like how did I do that? Like I I knew that that was coming. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, obviously, I kind of nerded out and was like, "How am I gonna do it?" But then, you know, if you really think about the reality of any of these things, which is that not only is this killing people you love, mm-hmm. um, killing strangers, and not, not only is it war. Um, but it's killing people you love, but before you kill them, you see them turn into a, mm-hmm. an, an uncontrollable monster. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really think about what that would do to somebody's mind mm-hmm. and what it would take to, how, yeah. how, what, what must you be committed to <laughs> mm-hmm. in living that mm-hmm. you, like, persevere and push through that? Um, yeah, it would do some pretty interesting things to, to the mind, I think. That was kind yeah. of like in the uh, Welcome to Foo Bar. Was Murphy mm-hmm. said that one? He had that line that says uh, they were talking about Roberta having post traumatic stress. He goes, "We all have stress. We live here. Just regular <laughs> it's just stress. old present day stress. It's just called life in the zombie life, apocalypse." <laughs> Before I forget this one, we had did have a, a call winner, a, a voicemail that came in with a question too from Bernadette. So let me go ahead and play that one for you. Hey guys, uh, this is Bernadette. Love the podcast. Love the show. Big, big fan. Uh, oh, sorry. Let me hit it again. Bernadette, hey guys, come back. Uh, this is Bernadette. <laughs> oh my God, oh love my the podcast. Love the show. Big, big fan. Um, anyway, I have a couple of questions. Uh, first, for Anastasia Barnova. Um, considering how resilient and tough your character Addie has been, Throughout the series, was it difficult to do an episode where your character was so vulnerable and going through so much emotionally? Um, I just wondered because you did such a great job of portraying a character with PTSD, mm-hmm. and the scene with Addie's mother was really unnerving and raw. I just wondered how you felt and if you think Addie's realization about her past will change your relationship with Mac or within the dynamic of the group? What a great question. I'm actually crying. Um, <laughs> I really am. Um, thank you, Bernadette. Um, how did, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was, I think there's a vulnerability that I, I felt was present for Addie throughout the show, like far more than anybody else. Like, you know, everybody's background mostly is in some sort of military and, so, like, Roberta could focus, you know, Garnett, whatever. Um, I always kind of felt like the heart and the most sensitive in terms of what sensitive would look like in that world. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. It was really, it felt, it felt scary and it felt raw and it felt, um, it was definitely exciting to get to freely explore and live in that space um because it's again to like do it you gotta fully live it so i would like i 
I went into it and then I got to play and explore and live in it and really explore like that aspect of my consciousness and my life and what that would feel like for me. And then when that was done to like transition gently out of it and be like, okay, cool. That was that. Um, but yeah, that being that vulnerable is definitely, I mean, if you've, um, Brene Brown has a brilliant Ted talk on vulnerability. She's a researcher and she studies these topics and she found that vulnerability is the root of all life experience of joy, of bliss and of misery and pain, everything vulnerability is at the root. Um, and when we shut ourselves off from the quote unquote painful or negative experiences that vulnerability um, allows for, we tend to, you have to, you ultimately shut yourself off from any of the quote-unquote good stuff too. Mm -hmm. um, so while it was definitely painful and scary, it was also very freeing and very fun to go into that without any judgment um, of like needing to snap out of it or needing to get over it. Like that was a space to just live it, experience that experience. Um, and as in life, yeah, absolutely, that affects your relationships, uh, especially your immediate romantic relationship. Um, so I def, I mean, I obviously know where the show goes. <laughs> I was there. So, but ultimately, yeah, I anticipated like, oh, this, this changes things Yeah, because her whole world has changed. Her whole consciousness, her whole experience of herself and of life and of this thing has now shifted. Um, so yeah, their relationship is definitely affected and her, she's affected. Life is not, it's not the same anymore. Like it's that, that episode is a turning point for for everything. She's such a great character too. And that's one of the things, reasons I think you have it right. A lot of people have even said on Twitter, you know, when I've discussed the show with other people, they say Addie's the heart of the show. She's also the moral conscience of the show. She's kind of like the compassionate heart of the show because mm -hmm. everybody else really is a little bit more of a, is in a different headspace from her. And, and I think you're, you portray that just beautifully in, in every way. Nice. And, and exactly. I thank you for that. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yes, totally. It's a lot of fun to do. And I do have a question that's completely off topic and going in the mm -hmm. other direction. Does Murphy smell as bad as he looks? Oh my God, he does. <laughs> and he's just as rotten on the inside as he is on the outside. <sighs> I actually had, we had like a, a table read once where we we're kind of discussing, okay, where are the characters, where are their relationships? And Keith was talking about, you know, something, something, something. And I was like, I hate you. <laughs> Not you, you. But uh, every time he opens his mouth and like you try, just just when you're like, hey, man, it's got to be shitty to be this guy. He's uh -huh. like falling apart, you know, freaking out. And then he just something about like, well, just because he died doesn't make him a hero. Like, yeah. <laughs> If you weren't the, the possible savior of humanity, I would kill you myself. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty evident with Murphy's character. If he wasn't, he would already he would have been dead oh, a God. long time ago. <laughs> Personally, by each of us. Mm -hmm. He's oh. so good, though. How good is Keith? Don't uh, you just oh love to hate to love him? Yes. <laughs> That's one of the things we were talking about. It's like, I hate Murphy so much. And, and, and Brad, or was it you, Susan, said, well, that's just good writing. I go, I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's there's yeah. points where I, I just love him because it's just, yes, <laughs> open the door and let the zombie go in to kill his wife and child. <laughs> because. It's like, oh, they're reuniting. Wait a minute. 
It's not like he's going to grow up to be a fine young man one day. You know what? Neither did you. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think of the fan reaction to this show so far? It's the best ever. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I was... I mean, I had a good feeling. I, I was like, people are going to get it. Like, yeah. People are going to get it. The show doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, the stakes are high, so when it's emotional, it's real. When uh-huh. it's this, it's that. But when it's fun, it's fun. And um, it really... The obvious thing was like, okay, so Walking Dead comparisons. And yeah. we didn't even need to say anything. The fans to other fans, if you're talking about it, you're a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, the fans to other fans were like, what are you saying? Why are you even comparing the two? First of mm-hmm. all, they're on different nights. So you can mm-hmm. have all the zombie fun you want. <laughs> but even then, like, it's so cool. We explore a totally different take on it. Um, mm-hmm. And people really got that. And we didn't have to, like, convince anybody of anything. So that's mm-hmm. been... That's been the coolest. People have really been like, hey, this is fun. Thanks for giving me something fun. Yes. Like, hey, yay, it's for you. And and in Walking Dead, five seasons, they made it 60 miles for Atlanta. Seven you seasons. know what I mean? So we're, why even comparing? We have different takes on this. You're at four corners at this point. You're right. Far it's, away. You know, it's, it, it, that's the fun part about it is there's such totally different shows. Yeah. There's no reason to go, oh, okay. And if you're yeah. that close-minded to think, well, they're not the same, well, they shouldn't be the same. They shouldn't be the same. I <laughs> yeah. think that's the thing that was so great is um, is is the different approach has been incredibly refreshing, and it, it gives you a different perspective. And, you know, as as a writer, um, I write in, in the horror genre, and there's many of us who do, but we all have different takes on maybe the same kind of monster, like zombies or vampires or werewolves or whatever. So it was really refreshing to see another zombie show with a kind of a different take, a different look. And, and, and also, I just a really a, a shout out to the fact that there's um, you know diversity in the cast. There's men, there's women, oh, there's yeah. people of color. It's just been really, it's been really cool. I, it's, I feel like it's been... <clears throat> I, I mean, to me, it, it's just—it's been really like as a woman and as a woman who gets, you know, I who people say to my face, "What are you?" Because I'm ethnically ambiguous. It's yes. To see, to see, you know, that diversity on the screen—it's been really awesome. So. It's really fun to be a part of it. To tell you the truth, it's really Honestly. cool. I love the female power on the show. I love the female power, and I love that Michael Welch is the blonde. <laughs> that's the that's who's the blonde on the show. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But he needs to run and fall down. Like, wait, he did roll on one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know. know what you guys want him to do more of, and it may or may not have to do with having <laughs> no clothes on. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I admit that Cody Boy, who is my dear friend, took a screenshot of Michael with no shirt on in that one episode mm-hmm. and put it on Twitter and uh, kind of creeped all over <laughs> <laughs> Retweet, screen cap, screen saver. Cody, Cody's waiting for that to happen again. He's like, ooh, baby. <laughs> we watched the show together, so when we got to that part, he's like, oh, yeah, that's getting screen cap. <laughs> yeah, that's a keeper. That's a keeper. <laughs> I I have um, a question for you that's completely not related to the show. I have to ask it because of your Twitter. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite doctor on Doctor Who? <sighs> wow. Ten was my first and ten uh, will be my last. I Always know. and forever. I, which is – and it's so funny because when Matt Smith 
And I actually haven't watched any of Peter Capaldi's stuff. I'm, I'm saving up so I can just go all the way through. Um, you know, when Matt came around, it was like, oh, well, you got big shoes to fill, kid. And I really <laughs> love how he was like, actually, I brought some new shoes. Do you like new shoes? <laughs> Did you know that you can wear more than one pair of shoes? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and he made it so his own. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's Sophie's choice, but I know I like that I just compared Doctor Who to the Holocaust. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's and, time. <laughs> I because I, I, I noticed that you, you know, you love the TARDIS as much as I do. I'm a Whovian. Mm-hmm. So, but um, so people know more about you now. Um, are we going to get to hear you speak Russian on the show, by the way? Oh my god! You know they've wanted to, they've wanted that for such a long time, and then they wrote the the Cosmonaut episode. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, David Latt, uh, head of Asylum, was when he found out I spoke Russian. He was like, "Oh my god, Carl, Carl, go 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 find her some like abandoned Russians to communicate with." Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe hopefully <laughs> they have to be out in. there because we're waiting on them to show up. So. Come on, they probably started the whole thing. Damn communists. <laughs> <laughs> And I think we have one final question. And for this, you get to pick a number uh, between 1 and 26. 23. 23? Okay. Mm-hmm. What is the last book you read? Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> what is the last? Well, because I have this wonderful habit of reading like 14 books at once. So I'm trying to think, what was the last book I actually completed? I think it was Brotherhood of the Magi. Yeah. Um, I think that was, I think that was the last one that I went all the way through. I read like hippie existential, like <laughs> trippy books. So th- you know what I mean? That, that work a lot through awareness and enlightenment and just like hippie ass shit. So it's like, you know, you, you'll read like a chapter and then you got to like decompress for a while. Cause you're like, so- Whoa. Yeah. Die, zombie, die again is perfectly right up your alley with that. Oh, my God. Oh, the whole yeah. thing. Oh, the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. Because that was – because somebody said somewhat, something about it was too esoteric for them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was, honey. I was like, go watch it again. <laughs> yeah. It was great. I loved it. Oh, yeah. That was the one. Which is so funny because if, if you guys look up Brotherhood of the Magi, which I encourage – everyone to read if it resonates um <laughs> yeah esoteric to say the least <laughs> i'll definitely have to go take a look at that one then mm-hmm. brad's like on my list <laughs> let me i've already written it down so there you go Yay. so you have a season two of zombie nation and i mean z nation and mm-hmm. we want to congratulate the whole cast Thank on that you. Yes. and that was really awesome news when we saw that go up on twitter susan was the one who told me and i was like what where <laughs> <laughs> I knew, uh, I knew almost as, as soon as they posted it because of season. So yeah, so we said, good. The podcast isn't going to be just four episodes long, <laughs> right? <laughs> or six episodes at that yes. point. We'll be here next season. We're gonna do it next season. <laughs> so now we're com- only get weirder. Yeah. Now we're committed until it ends. So there yep. you go. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That's the commitment so, level. So Lifers. may it go on forever. Well, because I have to say, though, we now live in absolute terror of, for all the characters now. And, As you should. Yes. It's life. Yes. So, it's dangerous out there. It is. It's terrifying. And uh, we just really appreciate the, everything you guys have done. And 
And I'm such a fangirl right now. Don't mock Yay! me. <laughs> I know I know. there's people listening going, she's not going to shut up because she's fangirling. <laughs> Why would you ever? No, I, I honestly, you guys, I mean, it, it's as much as it's selfishly for, for us. Like, it's really, it, it doesn't, if nobody watches, we had the experience. There's still value to it. You know what I mean? We, we got to make, you know, our thing. But at the end of the day, if if it's not doing anything for anybody, then, you know, maybe we let it go. But the fact that you guys respond in the way that you do is very much like, I'm really glad because that's how I felt. So <laughs> I'm really glad that you guys, you know, feel that way, too. Yeah, that's why well, we I, like to get the word out there and convert yeah. people because I've converted a number of people. We haven't. We've just been converting you. people left and right going, no, really, you need to watch this watch show. Watch it. Yeah, God, I'm telling good. everyone. And also, we're hoping to see you maybe show up at, at fan cons and stuff, too, in the future. Yeah, what's, oh, the, absolutely. what's the next? Uh, yeah. Are you going to be at any conventions coming up? Yeah. Are you making any appearances yet or? I should hope so. I'll, I, I have people. Don't I have people? I must have some people. I'll have Somebody some people. To, yes. Somebody and, go be a people and, and fix it. And we want our Addy action dolls, you know. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson says you haven't made it in Hollywood until you have an action figure. So, yeah. Yes. Um, let's get on it, guys. <laughs> We're Talk trying. To. We're, oh, we're spreading. Yeah. We're we're trying to spread the Z Nation zombie virus to everybody. Very much. Yes. We'll get Thanks, it out guys. there. Spread it. Go bite them. <laughs> but don't, because that might. Well, do. Because they might not like <laughs> Come that. Come on, have some fun. <laughs> Only I'm going to get sued. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's publicity. <laughs> you know. Well, I think we reached the end of our questions here. Anybody else got anything? Oh, no. Um, no. I just. I think I used up all my questions and I'm entered fangirling and now I'm begging for public appearances. Cause I always go to Texas Frightmare here in Dallas, Texas. So oh, cool. I'm like, I'd love to see the, I've seen the walking dead people there like Norman Reedus and stuff. And I'm, I hope to see the Z nation people there at some point in the future. Absolutely. So awesome. Absolutely. Well, if you come up to Chicago, I'll be there. Cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the last time I was in Chicago. It was the first day of sunshine in like five months. Oh wow! So, yeah, that's winter. <laughs> that yeah. happens. I'll bring I'll bring that to you guys. We we always have sunshine here in Texas, so you know it's just the norm. Um, I I just want to extend an invitation to you and everybody else in the cast if you guys want to come on and talk with us again in the future. It'd be really great. And like I said, the fans were so excited to know that you were going to be on today, and they sent some really good question, questions. So I want to thank them too. Absolutely, thank you guys so much. Yeah, well, I I'll. Uh, I'll be talking to you soon. I'll say that. I'll say Yay. that. And thank you for for your love and for the support and for creating the space for us to uh, have such a wonderful chat. Yes. Thank you. No, thank, thank you very you much guys. for coming on the Zcast for us. Hey, yo. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. Okay, we just finished that interview with Addie herself, Anastasia Bar- Barnova. Loved it. It was great. She was awesome. She's adorable. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much. much. Yes. Yes. Awesome to have her on. Right. And we got some other stuff coming up. Uh, we, we, got, we got some interviews coming up later. We'll let you know when they show up. Yes. We're working on logistics and stuff. Time changes, or, you know, everything else. But when they come up, we'll, we'll get them on here, and y'all will be impressed with who we got coming on. And so... You can find me on Twitter. I'm Brad Zeeby. 
just go find me on Twitter. You can find out everything else for me about that. That's the good way to find us. How about y'all? Where y'all at? I'm Barbie Sue on Twitter and also Geek Girl Soup on Twitter and Zcast fans on Twitter. And Oh, yeah. Don't forget else. Zcast fans. I'm on there, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Rianne and Freighter, and you can find me at RiannaInFreighter.com and find out all about my books and read my blog, which I've been doing Zcast recaps on, and you can comment there, and I'll share those comments on the podcast as well. And uh, you can find basically my website's you can find my Twitter, my Google Plus, and all that. You can find everything that you need to know about me. I'm so horrible at blogging. One day I should just take up video blogging. I'd be so much better at that than I am at blogging. I am so sporadic. I, I a lot of it's because I'm writing and I'm trying to get my books done. And so then you know, and then usually when I blog, I just that's my problem. I'm always doing like a billion other things. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to sit down and write anything. <laughs> I've been trying videos. to make a more concerted effort to at least post two or three times a week yeah. lately. But Z Nation's been a perfect reason to post so yeah well it has been that about covers it we'll uh be back next week give us a call leave your feedback all that stuff check us out and we'll be doing the tweeting live on friday so that's it okay well until next week listeners we give you mercy